do you think the Nissan Z is like a good track car? Or is it more like a like yeah, like road trip enthusiast street driven? I feel like the car needs additional work for me to be confident that it would make a fun track car. It's these little like idiosyncrasies, these little like things between your input and car's output that are still throwing me for a loop a little bit where it's like if that wasn't there, I'd have way more fun, I believe with the car for it being a track car. In terms of track cars, the pinnacle, I would say, in the price bracket is an M2 competition. I think oh. it still stands as the number one. Yes. We're back. It's another episode of the old Martini Works podcast. Welcome, and thank you so much for watching or listening. Gels? Nope. Dakota. <laughs> That's, That's fucked up. <laughs> That's I hated up. that you did that. Also, I, every time I get on the podcast, I guess it doesn't matter for a lot of people that just listen, but I sit here and I think, did I wear this on the last episode? <laughs> I do that all and, the time. And I, I, it drives me insane. Oh, the, no. The amount of times oh, no. I've worn that Legends t-shirt. You literally oh, stop. Like sponsored by Dustin Moon. I know. <laughs> literally starts singing it into the microphone. But if you guys are listening or watching, thank you for coming back for yet another episode of the Martini Works podcast. It's it's been a ride and we're going to keep going, baby. We spent the last week what talking about Gatlinburg. Yeah, pretty much. And between last week and this week, we made a couple tips tricks. We we took a little little uh, what do they call it? Jumped on a bus, went over to US Air, did some content again, right? Bus. You guys took a bus? Yeah, I took a school bus. I didn't take no bus. You guys ever did bus. you guys ever Where are we get, dropping, boys? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys ever get a, a headache when you rode on the school bus cuz I did? No, um, really, I did not correlate my a headache to bus the ride. Bus was a ride. total of like three minutes. So that's no. mine was I like an well, hour. Actually, actually, and then we consolidated schools, and then it was like thirty minutes. Yeah, but. see, mine was about a forty-five minute bus ride. Oof, yeah. same. Yeah, I was the last, literally the second to last one off the bus. That's I was terrible. second to last as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was way out in the boonies. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about our trip Wish to I had US. A cell phone. Let. Why are you this way? I had my iPod Nano. Stop it. Why? We are going over and taking a trip to talk about US Air, which is where we were on Monday. We did a whole bunch we of went pretty back. fun content. This yeah. is our second time going out there. We're partners with US Air. They're absolutely incredible people. I don't think enough can be said for how fantastic that track looks nowadays. Every time we go back, it's like it's getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And like they're just making the small improvements that make it really, really nice. Not that it was ever bad. Like it was never bad, but no. it's just like quality of life things and yeah. just no. making things look a little more aesthetically appealing that just like purpose all together yeah. yeah yeah i would say it, it almost like depending on which way you come in if you come in and you're like you go to the hillside where like you're heading hillside. to advance it looks like a park like it actually yeah. looks really oh, nice so you yeah, can like no, sit down and relax. yeah it's very inviting but we spent uh the whole day there gels what did we do while we were there you forgot he already that was a week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we did a bunch of stuff. We took the Z out with the new setup on it. Yep. We got mm -hmm. to compare that to when it was baby and bone stock. Um, we took Lars and the M2 out there. To try um, out some. Continental Extreme Contact Sport Zero Twos or O2s. It, it, it was a big deal because... Uh, Lars is a big Michelin. Yeah. So, big Michelin. so there's a whole lot happening right now. There's, there's a couple things happening. Number one, Continental, we love you. We got to come up with some shorter names because just remembering <laughs> the titles of like, all. We have, Michelin, so too. Yeah, we have to get contact in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. they're going to be like, well, what would you name the new high performance tire? Yeah. What would you? Good summer tire. That's, GST. It's the extra. It's, it's continental GST. Hard. Good summer tire. 
Can we work with Continental to develop <laughs> a tire and like have a Martini Works edition <laughs> Continental tire and we get to Sick. name it? And then when it reaches like the thread depth of where it needs to be replaced, instead of it, you know, scrubbing off the acronyms, it just says OPE. <laughs> when we uh, went out for the Continental Extreme Contact Sport 02 challenge, yeah. our team name was the DWSO6 plus size boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I think we, we unofficially won best team name. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. we had a we had a really good time because obviously with the Nissan Z we got to put uh, everything that we installed on the cart to the test. We put Michelin Pilot Sport for S's on that one, and then it's also rocking some work uh, emo no work ZR tens. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Work ZR tens, BC BR series coilovers, yep. and an FI exhaust. And pretty much makes and it. What you're forgetting much. Oh, EBC rotors and, and RPX brake pads. Because those brakes were hooked on that Z, so you had to. And driver mod. And. <laughs> oh, God. The decals. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, give Dustin some credit for yeah. cutting those yeah. and laying Jesus. them puppies on there. Yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty incredible. Gotta say, I'm, I'm both thoroughly impressed with the Z. And also kind of disappointed in the Z. Is there, is there a way for it to be both? Elaborate. So being out there on Monday, getting to use a go-kart track as a racetrack, number one, <laughs> okay, all right. the brake pads from EBC, by far the best mod in human existence. Absolutely love them. Change the entire feel of the you, car. You saying that? I'm saying it. I'm. I'm Do you actually mean that? I'm saying it with a capital S because... Okay. It just felt better. It felt like I had way more confidence in the car. Now, the tires obviously helped a ton, in my opinion. Sure. The wheels, not really noticing a whole hell of a lot of a difference. Right, you're a, probably talking about ounces there. Actually, yeah, are the, yeah, they might be heavier. Are the ZR10s heavier? They're, well, they're wider, wider too. bigger. So, yeah, probably. Downgrade. <laughs> no, aesthetically, <laughs> and, they look way yeah, better. They look incredible. And uh, the coilovers felt awesome. Especially in the front. I mean, the the car just felt like a. It, it, I well, don't know like how to leveled out now. Yeah, I it feel just like, it feels like it felt like a. Truck. It has a new look to it. Yeah, it definitely it looks, looks like more, a sports car. Yeah, now. it yes. doesn't look it's like so a, weird. Which I don't is know what it looked like. Before. Which is why I enjoy it. Right, I enjoyed it. The photos look sick. Absolutely enjoyed the driving experience of the car. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that there's still a couple pieces on the Z that feel incomplete. Like there's this rev hang thing that happens when you shift. Mm, where that's like. That. It, it I know holds you there. You about. know what I'm saying? Yes, like, because I drove the Infinity from Map, and I, I know exactly what you're talking like about. It just that, stays. That was an auto, but still, it was the transmission felt like rubbery. It's like, like looking at you. It's like looking at you. It's like, would you? It, would, uh, do you want to quit or just log out? Is it the <laughs> transmission, or is it like the RPMs stay there because like the flywheel's heavy, or like I, there's like an assist on there? From or what I understand, is it's an assist feature okay. that needs to be taken Deleted. out via a tune it right? needs to be unalived but that's the whole kind of this is the other side of the coin with the old z it's like i'm really starting to enjoy it but look at how much we've had, had to, to do, do to yeah. get there i'm just not sure to be fair though well, it's like but would you have to do that, with, that car and not do that stuff true so true like, but yeah. i mean did you have to do that with the supra when you got the supra were you like wow this suspension feels like I'm driving an A3. Or were you like, wow, this is actually pretty nice. I don't really have to change a whole lot. No, honestly, like when I got that car, I was pretty thrilled with it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm excited to do mods. Like Joe said, like, you're going to get the car. You're going to do mods. It's 100% going to happen. But like, I, I was very content. Like, it's, I really enjoyed the car the way it was. when you come like, back to the dollar amount. Like, yes. You keep going back to it. And it's, yeah. Absolutely. So that, that part's been a little bit weird. Honestly, for anybody that's looking at a Nissan Z, 
you know, if you were going to buy it for $50,000, I would say, yeah, you could probably There's enjoy it. There's a lot it. of options out right now for $50,000. <laughs> well, there is and there isn't. Well, for a new sports car, the $50,000 price range, what do you get? Golfer. Eh. Really? That's all right. Yeah. So a golf, Me but that's, I'm that's a all-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, smaller, like, right? Well, yeah. I guess that's no Making difference. Making decent power, was it like 365 horse? I suppose. How much is that? 50. 50. So you can get yourself a Nissan Z, you can get yourself a Golf R, or you can get... Supra. Supra. Which is how much? 62? Mm-mm-mm. You can get them for 50, like get 2020. 20. Okay. Well, I mean like a new car. Okay. Brand like, new on the new door. Car. New well, car. New car. I mean, MSRP on my car, I think was like... 52, 53. Oh, was it really? Yep. Yeah, gotcha. it wasn't bad. So 52, 52. So you start, uh, Golf R, Supra, Z, GRD6 is too cheap. Camaro? Yeah, you can throw that in yeah. there. GT Mustang. Mustang? I'm bleeding. From what? What'd you do? Oh, my God. That wasn't on company time. The Nissan Z attacked me. <laughs> that's because <laughs> you outside. fucking... That's actually... Oh, so when before we started recording, <laughs> Dakota was like... I hate this exhaust and grabs it aggressively off the S2000, sets it no, somewhere else, S2000. and now and now it's, actually what happened it was I back. tripped and I put my hand down on the cut part of the exhaust, and then I got mad and grabbed it and said <laughs> I hate this exhaust, and then I put it over there. Oh my because, god! Because yeah, like, you oh. have exhausts that are cut leaning against your beautiful Honda S2000. Beautiful is That's a, a crime. Beautiful. Are you blind? Have Every you S2000 seen that? is beautiful. No, this one's. Anyway, I'll take it, what else did we do really at US Air? Okay, yeah, because I think Joe should talk about this a little because bit. Because we barely got to talk about how the Z feels on the track, but the more important conversation seems to be about gels doing what? Spit it out. Oh, that's right. I, I, <laughs> seriously having, I'm seriously having trouble remembering. I've been on a plane for what feels like 48 hours in the last 48 hours. Um, yeah, we took the RX-8 on the track and actually did stuff with it. And it performed surprisingly well. And was, it sounded really cool. What was the point of you taking the car out? Uh, because if you don't know, my RX-8 is a very more like show build than anything Not else. Not just it's, kind of. It is. It, it is yeah, just so a full-blown show build. It's a full-blown show build. It's wide, heavy-ass, multi-piece wheels. It's stretched tires. It's on air. It's got over fenders on it. The turning radius is absolute dog shit because of the <laughs> wide wheels, which is really counterintuitive yeah. and everything. Um <laughs> Yeah, by no means should it be on a track, near a track, but it keeps finding its way back there. We took it to the drag strip, and now mm-hmm. we took it to uh, US Air and did some, I guess, lack of a better term, autocross with it on the track, and it was a freaking blast. All I did was really um, just put some more pressure in the bags to kind of like stiffen it up a little bit. I usually do run a higher amount of PSI in the yeah. bags, uh, but I put it up to like, I think it was like 90 in the front, 80 in the rear, and... It was solid. It was like yeah. on rails and it performed really well. It was like kind of getting a little tail happy on me in like some corners, but like it like I locked into it like really well. Like it was just enough like slip to like, you know, have fun with it, but still kind of like cook through the corners and it did really well. I do was you, really do surprised. Do you think with the argument of air suspension not belonging on the track and also the fact there's only one video out there of a car running air suspension <laughs> that on the like, track. That like the airlift Subaru from like 10 years ago. That airlift yeah. heavily promoted. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, you can do it. As they should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it's I a mean. Good video. The What's thing, your take? So we did a video on it. It'll be coming out within the next few weeks here, I believe. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. A lot of content um, coming from Yeah. That. So we did, we did a whole video on it, which was awesome. And basically, not like spoiler, I guess, but the, the main points that I was talking about there was 
the the gripe that people have with air suspension, especially on the track, is okay. You're going to deal with a lot of sloppiness, a lot of body roll. Well, I talked about that. I just put more air in the bags. That that's the thing about it. It's like instead of swapping out springs for a spring rate and that kind of stuff, you just click a few buttons and you have a stiffer suspension. So that was very. Wait a minute. Yeah. What? That's not how that works. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't think that's how that works. It's one hundred percent how it works. One hundred percent how that works. Well, you're still gonna have body roll. the The bag itself doesn't have it. It shouldn't have a progressive spring rate. The bag has a spring rate in it. What? What? Okay, so ex- keep no, talking. So keep talking. I'm, I'm trying to explain this in a certain way, for, <laughs> and I could be completely wrong. Are you think of damping? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Continue. Bags have essentially a spring rate associated with it, right? With the bag itself. It doesn't change as you air up or air down. It just oh, lifts the vehicle does. does. You, you realize does. that the air in the bag, like that is what is controlling the suspension and the, the bag does actually compress while you're But does that mean riding. the spring so rate is different? It gets stiffer. When yeah, you if you have like more air, in now there, it's going to be com- rock hard. Mm. Like if I much. air the car all the way up to like get over something, it is yeah. rock hard. Yeah, and if you run a low PSI, like it's me. lofty. It's <laughs> That's why like it's but, important I mean, if you have a car on air, right? If you want to set like your ride height, that's why I, I reached out to a couple of people that were running it because I was like, you know, there was a point where when I first installed it and I was at ride height, it was at like 30 pounds and it was super soft. And it was I knew it was going to like bash into the overfit, like the travel was going to be a lot like it was going to be super soft and I didn't want that. Um, So what I reached, I reached out to someone and they said, no, this is the, the setting that I have because you can still adjust the lower bodies. Yep. And everything. Yep. in there. So you can adjust it like a coilover. That's to set like your standard height. Yeah. And then with that, then you can set and pretty much. I think there's, I can't remember. I think there's pressure. a little bit more. You guys are probably right. I just remember there being a little bit more because when I had the 430. There probably is. When I had the 430 at Banging Gears and I was getting my air suspension mm-hmm. dialed in for that track, we didn't air it up to max cap. Number one, because we were going to experience more like weight well, shifting so the problem and the bags weren't going to take to the body roll so we had right. to lower it to kind of find like a nice little middle ground yeah between. because you, you the problem here and then that was kind of what i was getting into so we we raised it we put more you know put more pressure in the bags which in turns raises a car a little bit what that essentially is taking away is the benefits of having a lowered vehicle now yeah. you're back up to like pretty much stock ride height. And the purpose of having a lowered vehicle is lower center of gravity. It's gotcha. not as much like top, you know, roll and stuff like that. Like you're taking away the benefits of having a lowered vehicle. So that could be what I'm getting confused with. It's not necessarily the spring rate, but it's the body roll. The center the, of gravity. Yeah, the center yeah. of gravity is playing with. You. Okay, I'm back. I think I'm gonna have to do some research. <laughs> anyway, I'm having some beers tonight. Yeah, so we so we did that. Stiffen up the suspension, but just put in some more air in it, and it felt pretty good. Um, the other thing that a lot of people have uh, a quarrel with is the reliability of everything. I touched on that. That the reliability of your air suspension is down to you as either the installer or and or owner of that vehicle with air suspension. There is so much that rides on a like proper installation of your air suspension setup that you are either going to have a great time with it or you're going to have the worst time with it. Because I know people that have ran air for 10 years and have had zero issues with it because they took the time to make sure everything was routed correctly. Nothing was rubbing on anything. You know, your wiring was good. Like the connections were solid. Your lines were cut straight, like all that sort of stuff. 
I've also known people that <laughs> installed it and then like in two weeks blew a bag because they didn't realize their tire was rubbing on the bag a little bit. Yeah, and then it's oh, air ride, yeah, not reliable. Yeah. So that one like all Subaru comes owner down. <laughs> that one all comes down to you as an either an installer or owner of that vehicle. Uh, the third one was I kind of just guess just like the overall thing. Can you run air suspension on the track and have fun with a car on air suspension on the track? Fucking hundred percent, absolutely. Is it ideal? Like, is there a benefit of doing that over like going with a standard coilover setup? No. Yeah, no. if you're chasing tenths of seconds, no, air no. <laughs> air suspension's not the way to go. But if you want to go have fun and beat on your car yeah. in the weekend, yeah, absolutely. Think, the, biggest, the biggest thing that we wanted to do with this video and like kind of the major takeaway was it with which oh, you should you put watch your, it. You put your car on bags you ruined it. You're never going to be able to drive it hard, have fun with it. When that's not necessarily the case, you can still hundred percent go do those things. It's just that if you are building a specific dedicated track car, it would make more sense to go with a coil. It's just about overbuilding your car. I think that's the thing though, too, because air suspension, yeah, you can make it simple, but for people that are getting into it for the very first time, it is a very complex installation. Yeah, there's it a does. lot to it. It can there's be overwhelming. A, there's a lot of things you can do that could potentially throw you off your rocker. And I think when you start overbuilding your car, which some people could see air suspension as being like a sophisticated install, people don't want to do things with their car anymore because they risk that it's going to break or they risk it's not going to do what they want it to do. And yeah. those sort of things come along with it. I think at the end of the day, at least what I've learned, especially with all the rapid, weird ass cars that we've built <laughs> or that I've built is it's going to break anyway. Whether it breaks at a racetrack or it breaks on the side of 41, <laughs> it's going to break and you're just going to need to deal with it. So why wait for it to break? You might as well just go drive it until it breaks and then fix it instead of tiptoeing around. That it. is a that is a mentality. It is that a is good. A that it's is a good mentality. It's a to have. mentality. No, it's a good mentality <laughs> to have because there are so many people that like they they're they're just petrified to do what you did on Monday with sure. their car because they're like, no, I got big wheels, I got this. I just I don't know if I want to do that. It's it's right I down mean, the road, but I, I mean, don't want to do it. The whole time I was pretty worried that I was gonna like smash an over fender, and those things are from like Russia, so you can't really get those things. Down, we don't talk so. about that country right now, still. Okay. I know. All right. But what else did we do? Oh, we compared hey. we compared the Z to the to the M2 Comp too. Yeah, I was gonna say because I never really asked you fully. Like, do you think the Nissan Z is like a good track car? So that's a really good question. Or is it more of like a grand? Tour? Yeah. Or is it more like a like yeah like road trip enthusiast street driven car? Because like, you've kind of done both in the last week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like honestly. I feel okay. like the car needs additional work for me to be confident that it would make a fun track car. In what way? Well, I mean, at that point, couldn't you? You could do any car that's like, Correct. well, as long as I put enough the money. M in the it. M so, in terms of track cars, the pinnacle I would say in the price bracket is an M2 competition. I think oh. it still stands as the number one. You ask anybody, almost any automotive publication, journalist, you ask them what they drive on the weekends. They're almost M2 always Com telling you that they have an, either an M2 competition or a Cayman, like uh, a newer Cayman, yeah. something like yeah, yeah. that. And there's a reason for it. They're super well connected. The transmission feels fantastic. It's very, very short nose. It just feels good. The driver feedback through the steering wheel is awesome. With the Nissan, we're, we're getting like this typical Japanese style power curve, which is really aggressive, which does make it fun when you're driving it hard. But there's like these little electronic things in the steering wheel that just 
still make me feel a little bit disconnected from what I'm doing with the front of the car. And then like the rev hang thing is just kind of sitting out there. So it's these little like idiosyncrasies, these little like things between your input and car's output that are still throwing me for a loop a little bit where it's like, if that wasn't there, I'd have way more fun, I believe, with the car for being a track car. Now those little things make it a fantastic touring car. Yeah. Like driving down to, to Gatlinburg, a breeze. Most comfortable coupe experience I've ever had. About. And I had an R8. Were a little rough? Well, yeah, but they're shitty. Yeah, but they're shitty seats. I mean, there's well, uh, it's not that comfortable. Oh, here we go. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it like a nice, comfortable ride down. Hated the seats, though. They <laughs> fucking suck. Well, yeah, I mean, not everything's going to be perfect at $50,000. I don't think people mm, understand I would that. I hope that it's pretty good, though. No, I mean, yeah. but you are. At $50,000, you're so getting a great engine. That's like twice that I've ever paid for but even but you're not talking about normal cars you're talking about a sports coupe car you're talking about a car that has 400 horsepower 350 foot pounds of torque comes in a cool color manual transmission limited slip differential for fifty thousand dollars there's only a handful of cars gr86 20 grand point. that one was Supra. not 20 grand that one <laughs> that is not fault. a manual it can, be. it can be. Yeah, it can be now, but when you got it, it was a manual. So what I'm trying to say is... Nismo, Nismo, yeah, Nismo, Nismo, <laughs> only auto, Nismo, only auto, yeah, until but, it's not. Yeah, but you guys are missing the point entirely. No, like You're, you're trying to say that a $50,000 car needs to be perfect, and you're wrong. The $50,000 car isn't going to be perfect. It's not going to be, especially when you get into a sports coupe car. That's a... I just don't, I don't know like if I that. agree with I that. I don't like I totally, that. I totally agree. If, if you wanted a perfect Toyota Supra, thousands of people would have said they should have never partnered with BMW, but they had to. Why? To keep costs down. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to do it. But purists would say that car should never have had a B58. It should have never have had BMW branding on it. Nissan is one of the only companies that is coming out really truly with its own in-house sports car at a $50,000 price point that's not sharing parts from somebody outside and of their And look how it turned out. It's not turning out half bad. The GR86. You just got done saying how much work it had to go into to make it a fun car on the track. Correct. It does need work. I'm not saying and it's And we just got done saying that Dakota's car really didn't need any of that. You agreed. Yeah. The, the only <laughs> argument you have is that the purists are upset about it. Yeah. No, what I'm trying to say is that when you look Classic. at a Nissan Z, okay. right, and okay. you guys are saying at $50,000, yep. it should be damn near perfect. I'm I saying, no, it doesn't. So. I don't I, think it does. That's a weird. I think you're coping. <laughs> I don't know. I, I truly, I, I truly don't think so. I don't. I don't believe so for a multitude of different reasons. <laughs> Again, I keep leaning back to this, and I'm sorry. If I on a car that was brand new and hyped up for fucking ten years, I would sure hope that that's it's some, fucking good. Some Subaru syndrome. <laughs> it's, some, like, it's not the car. It's me. No, like, no, it's, no, it's not meant to be good my from the factory. Expectations were too high. <laughs> no, I truly, I truly don't think I, when you look at the Nissan Z in terms of what you're getting, you're getting a lot of like bees in terms of like the scoring system Here's of the car. Beach. Sorry. I think you are. You haven't owned a new sports car. So you have nothing to compare it to. You're the only one that's owned a new sports car. So you're the only one that can compare it to. You just saying I would hope it's perfect is not is not based on anything. It's just saying I wish it was better. But okay. you haven't driven it. You don't know the experience about it. You haven't taken it around a track. You've literally only heard what I've told about the car and that's it. And you're the only one that's driven a new sports car. You drove the 2020, what, 2021, 2020 Supra is what you have? Yeah. And you bought that yeah, when? 2020. In 2020? Yeah. So you bought that before the massive 
price hikes of yeah. all the cars out there, yep. which is completely throwing value for sports cars out the fucking window. But you bought yours for MSRP. Correct, but not everybody has. The GRD6 was $38,000. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Because what I'm are you arguing? Because I'm trying to tell you that, okay. this, that the sports car, the Nissan Z, yes. isn't perfect by any means. Okay. It needs stuff and help. But the thought of saying that it's $50,000 and it needs to come out of the box as a perfect sports car, I don't think is realistic because the only car company that I think has done that and done that well has the has been the BMW M2 competition, which came in at like fifty three thousand dollars. You start to put other cars into the same umbrella to compare it to, mm -hmm. and all of them have had something that has hindered them for being like a perfect ten. So I used the Supra as an example, which was it's not an exclusively Toyota product. It's a Toyota and BMW product that made it so good. Right, but people would say that that's cheating out. They should have just made a Toyota sports car instead of a Toyota and BMW sports car. So I'm just trying to take case examples of different sports cars out there and say, you can say whatever you want as as a as a fifty thousand dollar car needing to be perfect. I just don't agree with that, especially at that price point and how much cars are right now. Sure. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. All right, so Jels and I went into the back uh, and we fought it out. So we're back with another episode. But before we get into it, we do want to thank our very incredible, awesome, beautiful, handsome sponsor, Continental Tire. That's all I got. I'm just kidding. No, we had a chance to actually test the Extreme Contact Sport O2s over at US Air uh, on Monday. We actually got to experience it over in like, it was what, 40 degree weather pretty yeah. much. I mean, very, it very cold chilly. stuff, getting them up to temp, testing them out on the BMW M2 competition, which was awesome. I thought that was really incredible. And uh, the tires did great. I mean, all things considered, I mean, really had a great time. If you guys have been out to US Air or you've heard about the track, the actual asphalt is not like a typical track asphalt. It's a go-kart asphalt. I don't know how to explain it. It's very rough. It feels terrible. Yeah. I've, what I've heard, it's like something with like the actual way that the rock in the asphalt is or something like that. Like mm -hmm. they're pointed up instead of down. So yeah. It's like... Yeah. rough yeah she is rough very rough and uh honestly i can say we ran some some different tire brands out there and they got their work cut out for them we went to go check out the extreme context bordo twos when we were done and they looked right as rain which was actually pretty incredible to uh to see so if you guys are on the fence of picking up a set of tires with your wheels from martini works you can actually pick up a set of continentals we got them on the website now we're a partner with them dealer with them absolutely incredible to have them on board and with winter coming up i feel like it's the good old wisconsin boys job to remind you that if you live in a state that has snow you're gonna want to buy your winter tires now yes. not later What's don't wait What's your favorite tire? Viking Contact 7 for winter, All 100%. Right. He's getting that tattooed on his right arm. Let's get into some of the things that we learned while we were going down to Gatlinburg, right? The road yeah. trip conversations, which seemed to catch us all off. Yeah, because all three of us drove our modified cars mm -hmm. down there. Yeah, yeah, and I've done a few trips now um, in modified cars across state lines to go to shows and things like that. Uh, so I thought it'd be a cool subject for us to dive into some tips when you're taking your car long distances and it's modified. And if you're not, I think you 100% should uh, because going to car shows, car meets, things like that out of state is extremely fun. You get to see a new car community, you get to see new cars, mm -hmm. uh, meet new people, all that kind of stuff, 100% worth it. But there are definitely things to think about if you're driving multiple hours and your car has been put together by yourself. Yeah, I think one of the things I learned right off the cuff 
with the 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 Z, the 430, the S2000 is I've brought like that bag right over there that has the zip ties, it has Gorilla Tape, it has glue even, and then it's got just enough stuff to get me by, to like sustain getting to a nearby AutoZone or O'Reilly's or whatever it may be. Because my biggest issue, at least being on the road with a modified car, has been the things I ugga-dugga sometimes undugga-dugga themselves yep. because I forgot to torque it down to spec or I didn't do it perfect or I didn't do it right. And then it's like, you have to do it on the side of the road. So that was what I learned is just like have something to to reach into weird places, mm-hmm. have those extension bits is super important because obviously usually what ends up getting loose is not something that you have easy access to. It's usually hiding in your engine bay. Absolutely. Yeah. What I did beforehand, um, I was just dumb and didn't bring a bag of tools, but at least I jacked up the car on all four corners, took the wheels off and then did a nut and bolt check um, before heading down, made sure everything was tight, snug and good to go. And then uh, just lubricated the threads on my coilovers. So that way, I mean, they get dirty over time. I drove it in winter. So cleaning them up um, before the trip too, in case I needed to do anything. And then additionally had a lot of luggage in the back, not a lot, but in a coupe, it's a lot. And um, so what I did is I stiffened the rear damping on uh, my suspension, uh, which was a game changer, helped a lot because I was still rubbing, but I know it would have been a million times worse <laughs> if I didn't do it because I was kind of tucking in the rear with all that stuff loaded in there. So adjusting your suspension for the ride, whether you want to raise it a little bit, which sucks, better raise or lower it when you get there. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> which nobody wants to do. Yeah, no one wants to do that, even though it's really not too bad to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's just one of those things that it's, it's like, just, you yeah, gotta... not that fun. Um, so what I would suggest is just stiffening your damping if you have the ability or Figuring out the weight load on how you. I always forget to. I always forget about that. That the silly shit. The fact that when you put an extra two hundred and eighty pounds of stuff in the back of your car, it does in fact lower, you know, the rear of the car a little bit, which can make your car scrape really bad. I actually learned also from the first session that I had to do some research. Bags are non-linear spring rates. It is, it is what you said. It's a progressive yeah. spring rate. So I just wanted to double check on that. I had to circle back around. Had to go read an article from Tire Rack to, to confirm <laughs> that really quick. Because apparently some older conventional bags did. But that was for semi-use and definitely I was gonna not say applicable that's probably, to this. Probably for like a, like a helper Helper, thing. helper yeah. bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Gels. You can continue now. Oh, my, my tips? Yeah, yeah, what is your tip um, here? So yeah, my, my trip was a little different. I was the only one on air suspension on the way down. So obviously I took a little more precaution uh, on stuff. Did a nut and bolt check. Did a just check of the lines and stuff too from basically the trunk to each corner um, just to make sure that there was nothing that like like a zip tie didn't come loose and now the, the line was rubbing somewhere uh, or there was like a bag that was like, you know, looked a little weird or something like that. So did a lot of like preliminary stuff is just checking things over, which is always good. And then just, yeah, a go bag is like such a huge thing. I bought like this like Husky uh, tool bag from Home Depot for like 70 bucks and it fits literally everything. It fits like a couple like power tools. It fits like all my wrenches. Like basically what I put in there was anything that I've touched on the car. I wanted to have some way to like, you know, adjust or tighten or fix that piece if something were to go wrong. So you know, grabbed a certain amount of wrenches, grabbed like my uh, socket kit and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, for like the air suspension stuff too, it was grab an extra thing of uh, airline just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab a bag of fuses because you never know. Um, grab the line cutter because if you have to replace the line, you want to make sure that it's flush. Grab uh, Teflon tape because if like a fitting goes out, I actually, I actually had like even spare fittings 
uh, for the bags and the manifold that I brought with, just because you never know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, it. I think um, I can't remember who sells it, but there is like a emergency air suspension. Bag kit. Is it bag riders? Oh, really? That's dope. They, I didn't know yeah, that was a thing. They sell it specifically for like airlift kits. Um, you can get it probably like you know quarter inch or three eighths. Um, that it has it comes with a bunch of that stuff, and it's just a, a ready to go emergency kit if you need it if you have air suspension. So yeah, um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh. None of that stuff went wrong. I had a caliper seize up on me, and that kind of derailed a lot of things. So that required a whole new part, which uh, unless you're just carrying spare parts, which you know I do to the track, but maybe not on a... Well, bringing a whole caliper down to Tennessee. That's 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 a little excessive. Yeah, that's not really (laughs) something you plan for, really. Yeah, that was a a wild card that kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, I guess some tips for that, uh, Dakota and I, we were talking before this, is, you know, use... Your research, because like we were in middle of Tennessee, you know, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Our estates probably not the most common. They're like Ferraris. Um, thing to have spare parts for down in Tennessee, uh, and f- sourcing a caliper for an RX8 with sports suspension, you know, was a little rough. But we used the resources of reaching out on social media, even even if like you know you just join a random Facebook group down there and say, hey, not from around here shooting my shot but i need a driver front caliper for an 04 rx8 does anyone have one and if they do awesome if not they'll probably know where to get one from because they're in the same situation you are they have an oddball car in an oddball you know place they're gonna know some tips or tricks so use your resources reach out to people don't be afraid to talk to people there you can find some nice people they'll help you out yeah i'm glad we were able to get that fixed down there um another tip that i have that i specialize in is snacks (laughs) If you get you know, really snack. tired because, like, we left at midnight, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you, you'll have the initial adrenaline. Yep. Like, no matter how tired you are, you'll have that initial adrenaline, but it will wear off. So caffeine, obviously, no brainer. Everyone knows that. really hard. Yeah, and you'll get mm-hmm. insanely tired. So what I've found over the years of doing many road trips is beef jerky probably goaded as one of the best road trip snacks in the sense that it's not dirty. It doesn't get all over your car. Mm-hmm. You really have to, like, chew and gnaw at it. Yep. So it's kind of like something you work keeps at. You busy. And it keeps you busy and awake. And then an all-time emergency, oh, fuck, I am falling asleep while driving. You keep a spicy snack. Spicy snack. And then you crack the window, too. So you have, like, the air running at you. Okay. And spicy. Dude, you are not falling asleep if you're, like, mouth (laughs) is on fire. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Again, that's an emergency. You don't want to be uncomfortable driving. Not very healthy tips by any means, but no. it does help with keeping awake, which in turn is healthy because if you fall asleep, you die. You die. Yeah, so that's not healthy yeah. either. I, I found that uh, sunflower seeds are usually my go-to. Oh, one. fuck, I need to stay awake. Something to do. It's not as clean as beef jerky because you got to discard of the shells, but uh, I've got yeah, a, that, that works really well. I've found, because we left at three, so we, we didn't have that. Like We got sunrise in a couple hours, which that was, was pretty nice, nice yeah. but... I would say something that passed the time that I didn't know existed until I think Mario put me on it is there's a, a Spotify uh, playlist of like Reddit stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, am I the asshole mm-hmm. and yeah, weird yeah. confessions and all that. So I just, I put it on maybe expecting to listen to one or two. <laughs> I got all the way to Kentucky listening yeah. to just those stories the entire mm-hmm. time. And so like when it's dark out, it's always hard because I want to fall asleep if I don't have something to focus on. Yeah. But even when you start getting drowsy, if you have something to focus on, it can just kind of like be weird. Having like a story to listen yeah, to or a podcast or something instead of music, you're mm. like, 
because you've heard the thinking. song before, you know, you know, it's it becomes just kind of background yeah, noise at that point where it's like when you're actively paying attention, listening to the story, understanding, thinking. Yeah, yeah, it gets your mind or working a little bit. You could listen to the Martini you Works listen, podcast. Yeah, listen to the potty. Uh, right now, trying to stay awake. Oh, wake hello. up! Wake up! <laughs> Look out! <laughs> uh, bless my wife. She always makes a Spotify playlist for the road trip specific to it before every big road that's trip. So that's awesome. another thing to do. That's kind of cool. And it's kind of fun because then like, you go back and you have it. And when you listen to that playlist again, it's almost like it kind of brings uh -huh. back the memories of being down there and doing everything. So that's kind of what a cool were, thing to do. What too. was one of the songs on the Gatlinburg, Tennessee playlist? Uh, Country Roads. Yeah, there was actually... <laughs> No joke. There actually was a little bit more country <laughs> okay. in right. there. Uh, we listened to that. Some maybe some like Luke Combs and stuff uh, like that. So um, that guy hates fast. Cars. Yeah. Otherwise, a song Small you time. can put in any playlist for any road trip right, is okay. uh, Vin Diesel. Um, what's <laughs> feel the like I do? Yeah, I feel like Stop. I do. There it is. Stop it. That, yeah. If you don't know, no. Vin Diesel released like two songs <laughs> back in like 2020 because none of us had anything else to do and. Uh, Feel like I do kind of go a little hard. Slaps <laughs> and, and surprisingly enough, a lot of jukeboxes have. It. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know why. Don't listen to them. And this you is play not... it though. No Nobody in the bar will know it's Vin Diesel. But You'll when you know. when you do realize that it is Vin Diesel, you're like, holy fuck, this is Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like feel it's like all, I do. It's like a Caribbean like EDM song. Like it's just no, wild. We don't need that to continue or or grow. Please. I play it every time we go to Cleo's. I'm waiting for it to be in one of the newest Fast and Furious movies. Like, I'm how sure could it not be? I'm sure he was hoping that <laughs> yes. Justin Lin would like pick it up as part of the OST, and Justin's like listening to it, and Vin Diesel's like you know standing there he's looking like, at him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we'll put it in. That it'll make it. And then, so just what do you think? Doesn't put it in. <laughs> Sounds really great, Vin. We'll think about it. Thank it's you. Great. We'll put it on the fridge, Vin. Thanks, Vinny. That this is wonderful. You did a very good job. Uh, we're going a different direction, I think, with the the movie though. So. Oh. Oh, Maybe man. in the next one. Let's check it out in the next one. We'll come back to it. I'm glad we finally got to talk about Vin Diesel's music career. No. I always forget about it and then remember it at very <laughs> random times. There's just all these like different... When you start diving into that, there's a lot of celebrities, actors that, that went into like the music making I like business. They, I didn't know Idris Elba was like a DJ at one point. And then they he all had take a music crack at it at one point. To see if there's like any... Yeah, like, yeah, especially Disney show. Channel stars. They, well, that's a, another. Yeah, I feel <laughs> they like all it, like go into music. Well, and they all go into stop. pop music, and then they do really well, and they crash and burn because they just get stuck on the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't come back out. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, let's talk about something else. So we talked about some good trips or some good tips and tricks for any sort of long-term road trip, especially at night if you're getting a little uh, getting a little yeah. tired. Yeah, oh, by the way. Adaptive cruise control is an absolute game changer on road trips. I hated it until oh. I used it on the trip, and now I love I it. I hate it because I don't have it, and everyone else does. Yeah. So everyone can just let their cars go, and I'm back here like, okay, down a couple, up a couple, down. Yeah, because okay, like, if, like, <laughs> if you didn't know what it does, if you haven't had a car that has had it, because uh, the Supra is my first one with it, um, it senses the car in front of you, and it'll just keep pace. So, like for example, I'll set my cruise to 85, but it, I, I don't go to 85. Uh -huh. I go whatever the person in front of me is going. So it'll go up to 85. Yeah. So, or like if I need to pass and get around or something, I'll click it over. It'll go up to 85. Then I get back over and then the car in behind it will trail it. It does. Oh. It is frustrating sometimes because it leaves a, no. a pretty decent big yeah. gap between you and the car in front of it. And people love to fucking cut. Mm. Right in front, and See, that's then what I'm saying. There my needs, cruise control slams on the brakes. There needs to be a mod 
for ADOS, which is that assisted driving technology system, whatever they call it. They need to call it a better name. But anyway, they need there needs to be a mod that changes the distance of you to the car in front of you because the Z is the same way. When I was when I was cruising down, well, yes, it's got the three bars, but even the one bar is God fuck nowhere, a three hundred feet ahead of you. It's for your safety. I don't want safety. (laughs) I want fast, and it's I don't want six car links. I want one. Probably helps with rock chips a lot, to be honest, too. The thing that's crazy is like the same thing. Car will get in front, and I don't know if maybe it's because of the new brake pads or what it might be. But now, when it it breaks like a <laughs> motherfucker, yeah, it's, it's like, like boom! I'm like, oh my god! There was a couple times where my coffee spilled in my car because a car came into the left lane oh to go god, past me, Jesus. and like the it's whole like thing compensating for like the slippage of the stock brakes, <laughs> and it's just holy shit! Locks them up on the highway. You'll be hearing people in like ten years. And I'm like, yeah, I got like the stage three cruise control tune. Like it's oh pretty my much god, pretty Dude, much deleted. By at this the point. way. The the crowd would not stop raving about your comment about the DLC exhaust oh, yeah, <laughs> on the yeah. Z. Me and Joe's were going back yeah. and forth. Joe's was like, "Do you I have the, the battle pass? Yeah, the yeah. exhaust <laughs> battle pass. That's what it feels like. I yeah. feel like we're not too far off. Yeah, Alex's Give it a few exhaust years. had a lot of electronics to it. Jesus, well, it's a lot like, of electronics. It was. It's easy in the the super because we were watching a bunch of videos on like how to mock up the wiring because it, it runs a Valtronic exhaust. Mm-hmm. And you know, bless Fi exhausts heart. They're like, well, just connect it to the battery. And we're like, we're not. No, no. It's 2023. Yeah. You no longer should be doing that to to get less than five amps of anything. And so. We're looking around, trying to figure out the Supra just has a nice little, you know, nice little fuse box well, in the trunk that you can just put a little, uh, what do they call it? Pack this, a fuse? Or yeah, the, the Supra is also factory valved, so it made it very simple. It yeah. plugs into the factory. Yeah, it was already wired. Plug. We just had to like bolt it on. So we need to talk about why Nissan also doesn't have a valved exhaust, but yeah. we'll talk well, about that another time. I mean, we know why. It's just quiet. It's our, <laughs> what's there to valve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They probably thought about that at the headquarters. They're like, we could. Make it quieter. Make it really quiet. Like, the like then it then it will be dangerous because people won't even hear it coming at all whatsoever. Like an EV. Does so anyone hear like a breeze coming down the road? <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of weird. I don't understand it, but whatever. Um, let's see. What else do we got going on? So what about like what's a tip or trick specifically for your first track day? Ooh, because I'm, going to the car show, you're driving to a car show, you're pretty much packing what you think is going to break, plus yeah. some preventative stuff, right? But you go out with a maybe a newer car or maybe something that doesn't have as much reliability concerns, and you still want to make sure that you pack correctly. What do you pack? Snacks, 100%. They're really expensive <laughs> at the track generally. You're going to get hungry. You're going to want some water. To Water is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Drink some water. Um, other than that, I, I've really only brought the Supra to like some track days and then maybe the focus on one and they're both newer cars i wasn't really worried about breaking anything bring a chair i yeah i was gonna say a chair and a, a 10 chair, by a 10 a table yeah a the, table the people a listening changer. were not expecting this no. <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh I'll bring some tie rods bring some extra drift guys i feel like well maybe i haven't been to the track enough but i feel like drift guys have it on lock because i see them they, show up and i'm like where'd you put all this I see, stuff yeah they well they pack it they pack that in the kitchen sink like they yeah. pack we pack damn everything um, I've seen people show up with whole other transmissions to the Yeah, it's dips. insane. Um, yeah, uh, I've that, seen people show up with like six sets of wheels and they're like S13 yeah, somehow. It's like, what you, the fuck? They have it locked they, down. They, we've spent a long time, because I've even done it too. Like I will pack the 240 a very specific way mm-hmm. to fit four wheels, a table, a jack, 
all my tools, some spare parts, like, like oh. all of this stuff. It has to go in in a specific order, yeah. a specific way. And it, it's, it's a method. <laughs> and if you don't, if you stray from the method, you're not going to get everything. Yeah. I would say in terms of, depending on if you're going to be like out on a track all day, a lot of times there is no cover from the sun. Yeah. And if you are in the middle of the day, trying to pack burn. a 10 by 10 with a chair and a table will do you wonders, especially if you got to work on something because yeah. working on the asphalt with no cover mm -hmm. absolutely is the worst thing in the world. Right. And you're going to like, they'll be like, Oh, well, you could buy a garage for the day for like 300 <laughs> bucks. No, 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 no. Just get a 10 by 10, throw her in there, or at least like bring some sort of cover, whatever it might yeah. look like. That's huge. An umbrella. Yeah. I don't know. I found there's a lot of success with bringing an external charger for your phone too. As dumb as that sounds, because <laughs> nobody thinks about packing a charger for their phone until they're using it to fix something that they broke because they're looking at forums and videos and this yeah. and that. And then you drain your entire battery and now you're out of luck. Yeah, because for whatever reason too, I feel like at tracks you have terrible reception. Always. Always. I, always. I think because they're always like kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I guess, but still, Jesus, it's a big open area. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how there isn't connection. But um, yeah, so you'll be depleting through your battery, especially if you're watching some YouTube videos and trying to load them for two hours. Well, or if you're listening to some load. mad beats on the track, you know, you got to have the tunes. True. I can't remember a time where I listened. Well, wait a minute. Do you yes, not? I did, did, you, did during autocross, and it helped. Yeah, did you not listen to music while you're drifting? No. That's oh, like that sounds like thing. such a vibe. That's my favorite thing. No, I listen. I throw in some like '90s grunge, like fucking Smashing Pumpkins, and I'm out there just having the time of my life. Oh, see, I just listen to the car because I'm afraid something's gonna break and I'm not gonna hear it. Yeah, I can't really hear it most of the time. It's usually <laughs> it while I'm just sitting on grid because, like, as soon as I get into like second gear and like things start happening and it. I'd kind of just fucking black out for a little bit, but then once I like get done with it and like, you know, yeah. it's, it's going, it's back like, okay, I'm back, in it. back to earth and it's it. And you're yeah, like, Oh yeah, the, that was dope. The two speakers <laughs> that are left in the 240 are just absolutely fucking cranked yeah. and everyone's looking at me like, what the hell is going on? I just have like the Bose external speaker that sits in my like, like ashtray of the glorious. So like, does the glory not have speakers? Yeah, what? Well it does, but I still have the OEM like sound system in it right. which uh, only has am fm up to 90 yeah it's a different the fm's only up to 90 well i could do the cassette tape yeah, yeah that'd be sick yeah i have i have cassettes the in the jetta yeah. in the jetta right now in the glove box i have like six cassettes and i saw it's there's something kind of nostalgic about using Just cassettes like it's fun yeah. yeah it's I'm fun. Have to, a, a cassette for uh those out there listening <laughs> It's like a small VHS. They don't know what that is. Either. A VHS oh. is like a, <laughs> a DVD. Oh. It's physical but... <laughs> tape. It is using physical tape to read the music. I don't like even get how it works. Tape. Hey, did you ever get yelled at for not rewinding the VHS? All the fucking time. Did you have a specific yeah. VHS rewinder? No, no. No. We've talked about this, Joe's, me and you, and... <laughs> I don't know I where your family mind. got did that. You, did you yeah, have a no. VHS rewinder? No, but I tell you what, Do you want a, <laughs> just a little weird. I love the sound of VHS going in reverse. I've never really like thought like, about when it. I was a, when I was a kid. Well, do I have the tool <laughs> yeah, for you? When I was young, my dad would be like, all right, put her back. And I go over there and I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I press the button. And I'm like, ah! It's kind of like a turbo. Yeah. I don't know why we specifically. It's not like we watched a ton of movies. And maybe I watched like 101 Dalmatians all the time, according to my mom. But like, I, it must have been to the point where I watch it so much. Like, we need to rewind this faster or he's going to lose his <laughs> mind. So Jesus. we had this like external VHS rewinder. And I remember it was like this big oval looking thing. And you'd pop it. In. That fucker went turbo mode. Like, you close it. There's a. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, 
holy shit. I never had one. My friends never had I, one. Never, I don't know who the was, fuck I remember had even those. seeing them. They were like, you could get them in like the shape of like a car too. What? Yeah. Well, let's get one. Different tax bracket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn. <laughs> Lower middle class. <laughs> Dude, I've never heard of them. I never seen them. I guess I, we I just always use the VCR to rewind. I guarantee. I go. I guarantee we still have this thing at home. I'm gonna send you I a picture. Of yeah, you. I, yeah, or I'll bring you, it. Yeah, bring it. I want to hear it. You really talked it up. Oh, yeah. she scooted. Damn. All right, it's amazing that nothing broke. We are going to take a small break and talk about VHS collectibles <laughs> in our off time, and we'll be right back. Yeah, we're bringing a new series. It's called Breaking News. Okay. Breaking news. Breaking news. That's, that's got to be like copyrighted. You no, ready? No, no. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Let, let, let's let hit me with it. Breaking car news. Right. Man who swindled five free cars from Tesla gets four year sentence. He stole five cars and he only got swindled. four years. He swindled. He tricked Tesla. A 34 year old man tricked Tesla into giving him five EVs without full payment. That's sick. I mean, Why are we putting him yeah. in jail? They should be promoting him. Yeah, he found like a loophole or something. <laughs> Valu- the value of the, ab- the five times. <laughs> He's like, well, it worked the first time. It worked great the second time. I'm just keep going. Okay, so the the total value that he uh, apparently stole two hundred and thirty one thousand dollars. God damn. Worth of Tesla. That's kind of wild. You can steal two hundred thirty one thousand dollars and only get four years. Fair. Not saying you should go do it. I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> How does that equip? Well, the judge must have been like, damn, dude, that was clever as hell. But you got to give some props at some point. They're saying that I have to give you some time. I didn't want to, but the law says. We're going to set an example out of you. All right. So here we go. Next to breaking news. All right. I'm a mechanic. Here are the six best luxury cars I recommend. Number one. no. Mazda. Okay. Number two. I I see nothing Luxury? Number two. The Pagani Waira. <laughs> and with that. What, what's this guy fucking work on. on? What kind of mechanic Hold is this? On. No what? mechanic in the world has ever said either of those two things for best <laughs> luxury. <car>. Mazda. <laughs> in general. In general, <laughs> Mazda. Yeah, yeah. And then the Pagani Waira. <laughs> I got to hear the rest. Yeah. yeah what's, what's the third it's one? It's going to be like F-150. <laughs> Lariat. <laughs> the one was a 2024 Porsche S slash T. I don't even know what that is. Speed tail? I don't. Okay. I, or really or Rolls Royce Phantom was this the This is some one. chat GPT shit if I've ever heard it. It's kind of shocking. GTP, I don't know. I never say it right. GPT. GPT. Cat. Wait, what? Cat. <laughs> Cat. Top luxury car? Cat. <laughs> Breaking news. All right, okay, I do one. <laughs> 238,000 plus Ford Explorers recalled for rollaway risk. I you almost called it. I did. <laughs> you almost I did. Roll, isn't that what? the rear axle horizontal mounting bolt may fracture and cause the drive shaft to just randomly quote unquote disconnect. <laughs> Oops. Oh, that could didn't be that pretty happen, fucking didn't bad. Something like that happened to Toyota a while ago. With like the Priuses or something, like they wouldn't like go into park and they just started. No, no, no. They had a runaway issue. Yeah. And what it ended up being, if you didn't know, the only reason I know this because my mom had the Prius that had the problem. Um, It was killing people. It was bad. But it's not what you think. It wasn't a mechanical malfunction. What it was was the floor mats were getting stuck on the gas pedal and just accelerating. And then people obviously panic. So they're not checking the floor mat. They're just thinking, oh my God, my gas pedal stuck. I literally thought it was like one of those things where you park it and it would just. Maybe that was a thing too. I don't remember that, but, but that's all terrifying. I remember is the the big Prius runaway issue that happened. Always the goddamn floor mats. 
It's always the format. Yeah. All right, I got another one. All right, please give me Breaking news. I'm a mechanic. Not Here's this, what I drive in three cars I'd never own. This All right, it's not a mechanic. Are you that, ready? That was, if he says Pagani, wire up. <laughs> For either. All right. So what, the greatest, one of the, the top ones, three cars. Oh, the cars you won't find in Carter's driveway. Number one. Okay. Dodge Dart. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I, I, won't, I, I don't agree. want one of those okay. either. Number two, Volkswagen Beetle. Why? Uh, What's wrong with the Beetle? Yeah, I think that's okay. I would let that one slide. I like the Beetle. It is not the most practical car for everyday use. <laughs> it's a fucking Well, you can beetle. say that about a thousand cars. Yeah. Okay. Number three, my, my big truck right. ain't practical for driving around town either. But you know, I like how Yahoo refers to Carter as like their own personality in this in this article. Number three, the Ford Focus. Why? It has a history of transmission issues, which can be costly to repair. The, okay. I was gonna yeah, say right. the base model yeah. Focuses, the newer generation, is known for really shitty transmissions. All right, like, all right, all right. So, all right. Uh, okay, I'm Carter. with you on that one, Carter. Okay, the, the so, bug. We don't need bug slander. Yeah. They're fine. Okay, so then um, you got punched too many times as a kid. The problem is, is Carter didn't actually tell us the three cars he would have in his garage. He just oh, told us I was the three clickbait. Cars, yeah, he three cars he wouldn't got our ass. Bitch. All right. Well, that was really fun. Um, next up, we have. Yeah, give me another one. Uh, like, you ready? I like this. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on, I gotta find a good one. All right. I can't tell yet if this has been written by AI or humans. It's <laughs> leaning more towards AI. I, I know. Okay, hold on. It's like ninety Holding. percent of like the. You have main to scroll past eighty-five with, yeah. ads to get to the next. <laughs> yes, well, some of these are just really boring. This okay. one's not boring. Breaking news: okay. Giraffe crushes car's windshield <laughs> while family were on safari tour. Where in te- Texas, I mean, family was left. Texas? Wait, what? Wait. Yeah. This, oh wait. What? Did they rent a car in? Well, the, where, the well, wherever the, the the whole thing was done in Texas. They even had a picture of the. Wait, the what's a giraffe doing in Texas? Well, <laughs> that, that's the that's the, the culprit. That's, this really, his ass is fried. I know he was caught this on the scene. Involves a car, but it's not really car. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. What I kind of car was it? Did it say? No, that, that was an exciting headline though. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just about the Texas. Part. Yeah, it was in Texas doing a safari, and there was a giraffe. <laughs> None of that adds up. I'm sorry. Okay, listen. Hey, remember that one time we did the real or fake law thing, and that was kind of fun? There was a law about giraffes. Yeah. This is how these laws get created. <laughs> you think somebody in Texas is like, okay, guys, we need to come up with a law for this. This is getting absolutely. Yes. No more giraffes can crush cars. <laughs> All right. I had to move from Yahoo News because things were getting pretty bleak over I there. I can't believe you were on Yahoo to begin with. That You might as well have been on Ask Jeeves or whatever the fuck. Do people still use Ask, Ask Jeeves? I don't know. I okay. don't think it's a Just thing. type in Google latest car trend. I want to see what comes up. Okay. Or like car news or something. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to use two hands for that. Okay. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll hold over. So giraffe laws lately have been insane. <laughs> I have heard. <laughs> and uh, also. Do we got to do something about it. You need to not pick up a volkswagen beetle why not practical i mean just carter i've been talking to my buddy carter okay does not like him however mazda is one of the best luxury vehicles that you could I own. agree i don't I know agree. why you agree mazda with that. underrated okay In so luxury? here i got i got one that i think impacts us kind of oh but God. doesn't because quite honestly i'm not close enough to have an opinion on it just hit it uaw strike casts cloud over auto related economic development what does any of that mean? That means Run that the that people that went on strike, you know the story? They went on strike. Mm-hmm. You don't, do you know that they went on strike? What, what is a UAW? Uh, it's the... You know, hold on. Are you talking about like the Writers Guild thing? No, 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 no. no. That, is, that is the actor. <laughs> Everybody's going on strike recently. Everyone's okay. going on. Fair. People okay. are just pissed. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm pissed. 
I'm angry too, but I this know, one's Alex almost killed me earlier. No, we're better now. Okay. Well, I've never I was never mad at you. I never apologized, but I'm not going to. Um <laughs> I'm trying to get to any of these articles, and they're all blocked. Ads. They're all um, like, "Oh, you need to, you need to pay to see this." All right, listen, UAW. It's their uh, what do you call it? Union that helps in terms of setting fair rates in the automotive manufacturing okay. production okay. world. Right. Okay, they went on strike like two months ago. Okay, a month ago, they need money. They're still on strike. Oh. So what does that mean for us? I think that means that the cars that we didn't have in 2021, we're probably not going to have in 2024. Damn. I'll just keep hoping, I guess. Yeah. Just Dang keep it. buying Mazda RX-8s. Well, that. I got a good one. I got a good one. We're going to jump right. over to Reddit. Ooh. And we're going we're gonna to listen in on a couple people here. The question was, what car got you to start obsessing with cars? Ooh. The car that got me... Oh, okay. easy. I, can I go? I'm ready. You go ahead first. Okay. I. It was a... Lowered 20th anniversary Mark IV GTI, uh, black. It was the first car that I seen in person that was like stanced. I use that term loosely, but that, that's the closest thing I can describe it to. And it just kind of blew my mind to see a mm -hmm. car lowered, wheels wider, sticking out a little bit, some mods done to it. And I was at Culver's. I seen it, and that just changed me after I seen that car. Yeah, because you've never went back to Culver's since. Yeah, yeah and I can't get away from Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it would probably have to be the 2G Eclipse. From the combination of Fast and Furious and the intro sequence of Need for Speed Underground, I would say yeah. I would say Dodge Viper was probably the first one for me because I was like, "That's a good that, one too." That, that and then Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Two had the Lamborghini Diablo. I think it was the purple one, like that light purple one. That got me fascinated with Lamborghini, and then mm. I realized how expensive they were. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm never Not gonna own that. Yeah. I'm gonna own one of them fuckers at some point in my life. Fast. It's like when I realized how like expensive RX-7s were, and I was like, oh, damn. Oh. All right. Ow. Too many peasants. Hold top, on, hold on. Real comment. quick, real quick. Oh, okay. You know what I find really interesting? You know, we this is gonna fucking date us, and I'm sorry. So you know, get your chiropractor appointment scheduled because. You know how we always talk about, oh, it's the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, it was Need for Speed games. You know, it's like, oh, I remember you know, playing that car, Need for Speed, building that car. Now, you know what fucking, like, you talk to, like, some younger enthusiasts and stuff. You know what's got them into cars? I want you to guess. Cars. Genesis. Genesis? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, like, the car, the Genesis? Uh -huh. No, like the coupe? cars, the movie. The cars, the movie? No. Oh, Mater. Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> Hey, there is a lot of like car modification, yeah. isn't that, there? Yeah, that? that game is still pumping. It's relevant, like, I guess. Yeah. Like, so like, worlds. even though they're like, it's all fantasy cars. Like they're not, they don't have the rights to anything. So it's all like, you know, based off of cars and like yeah. all the mod. Like it's not like super, you know, whatever. Like you go talk to a lot of the younger, th like even just go on like comments and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, like I remember like GTA Five, you know, modding this car. You know, <laughs> it's like if there's a lot of references. I'm just like. I'm That's okay. really interesting. I'm old. Yeah. I'm okay. I, I'm 100%. Old. I haven't played Grand Theft Auto 5 in too, 10 years. Too Many Peasants <laughs> says his car was a 1997 Dodge Viper, the blue one with the okay. white stripes. I used to love that car. Dude, the blue one with the white stripes. Why is that so iconic? Is there a video game because or something? Because the Grand game. Theft Auto. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The game <laughs> Viper. Yeah. Had the blue with the white oh, stripes, right. and it was a, an iconic that's what it is. game. It was yep. so good because you could also customize the Vipers and race against other Vipers, mm. and it was awesome. Not to keep bringing it up, but there was 
Don't say Grand Theft Auto. Was it San Andreas? There was one where it was like they had like the Viper replica and they oh. built a real life version of it and they gave it away. Oh, wow. And it was blue with white stripes. I'm going to give you another couple, okay? So, uh, Jeffy Steelflex says first generation Acura NSX. Okay, fair. Uh, inaccurate, tempered description said whatever shitbox my dad happened to be <laughs> driving when I was a kid. Fly Grandma said Ooh. a BMW M3 GTR E46 ALMS. Yay, most wanted. Yep. Yep. There Jesse says the 350Z from Underground 2 became a huge yeah. fan of domestic and import since I was a kid. They had a good balance of that stuff in there. Yeah. This is a this is a good one. Uh, my uncle uh, brought over a yellow SW20 Turbo, so that would be a Toyota MR2 mm-hmm. that he was working on when he was an early ki- when he was a kid. That's he took cool. him out for a short drive, and it was his first time being in a turbo car and an MR car. He couldn't imagine it was very built at the time, but for him, it would it might as well have been a rocket ship. <laughs> I vaguely remember him doing a poll saying, watch this, and turning a <laughs> dial, which I later in life understood was just a manual boost controller, and then the next pull was even faster. <laughs> Hell yeah. We turned the car up real <laughs> yeah. quick. Uh, I like cars at that point, but was really only into domestic since my dad had a Camaro. The MR2 sparked something in me that has yet to die. I suddenly loved JDM cars and loved Boost. About 10 years later, I bought my own SW20. That's awesome. Spent way too much time and money building it and now have my own yellow turbocharged quote-unquote rocket ship. And just this past summer, bought a manual transmission A90 Supra to oh, yeah. park alongside it. I'm 29 now. I have owned the MR2 since I was 15. Don't get me wrong. I love me an older manual 911 Turbo or a GT car, but my absolute love will always be old, punchy JDM turbo cars. <laughs> I That's love it. so wholesome. I love that. I love every bit of that. That's such a cool story. You Absolutely. I mean? Man, the way cars just all bring us together. Maybe it's not all... No, we're not saying it yet. This is something local to us. Breaking news! All right, what do we got? A 1981 DeLorean found in Wisconsin with 977 miles. I fucking want it. Did you hear about this? This is a... Just hearing about it. This is a big deal. I actually saw it on my Facebook from a friend who posted it. Like, he shared it from his friend. So, like, this is is close. Um, They found it uh, pretty much completely unmolested. Just coats of dirt. Sat in the corner of this barn stall. Nothing had been done with True it. True barn find. Literally just a barn find. And at um, times that steel, can be so. really bad, though. Well, yeah. for the exterior, but like, yeah, fluids, well, that, engine. Remember, um, there's a the Amex. Yeah, we seen. We went to the museum. One. It was a gold plated Delorean, it was like one of two, and it had like one mile. Yeah, on like it. the the CEO or like owner of, of like a bank, American Express, like bought it. They had it gold plated, like. And it literally, they drained, as soon as it was delivered, they drained all the fluids of it, and then it just sat in his office. Yep. And yeah. so, like, it will never it run was again all because everything is just seized up, but it's so if you sick. If you guys are younger and maybe you're just getting into storing your cars, here's a, a really good tip. The number one thing that pretty much makes any storage of a car absolutely useless is if you're putting the car on like dirt or grass or anything that holds humidity. Yeah. Because if the humid that's the humidity that causes those cars to gosh, just literally corrosion, fall yeah. apart. It's that gosh darn humidity. Yeah, it's not so much yeah. So if you're gonna save up money to put a car in storage and maybe your buddy's like, Oh yeah, you can just throw her in the barn if you want. Don't no. Do that. Don't, don't do, that. do that. Not to mention all the mice. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, yeah, you're gonna wanna so you're gonna wanna find some place that's got you know, obviously concrete or asphalt at least. And if you really want to be fancy, you can stuff the tailpipe with all the crap so that you Man, don't get any mice in mothballs. there. All mothballs. the tips today. Just so many tips so going many on. Tips. I love it. But We got a new one. Oh, And then right. we'll be done. Okay. All right. What one. trends are you most worried about on newer vehicles? This is from Plutonium 
Oh, I, I got one. Um, because I was watching some reviews of newer cars as we think of what we're getting next. And uh, I've experienced this and it seems like people aren't learning because they keep taking away physical buttons and making oh everything God. touch. And it, it doesn't work. Like I get there's, there's future stuff. I'm not trying to be a boomer here, but it's just the actual <laughs> use yeah. of it doesn't work as well to use touchscreen on everything. Imagine you have a screen and you have climate control, air conditioning, that same shit <laughs> I said, uh, music, uh, GPS. Air conditioning, heat, <laughs> cooling. <laughs> Anyways, you have all that in one. So like you want to use it? Well, now they all start interfering with each other. Yeah. So for example, the new Golf R, the new GTI have this touchscreen they have no physical buttons for anything. It's only oh, touchscreen. And they said like they would try to change the, I was watching um, the, the uh, straight pipes and uh, they were trying to touch it to change it. And every single time your thumb would bump the volume. Well, that brings up a display for the volume and then nulls the rest of the screen. Only the volume can be. Dude, so yeah. you have to wait for it to do the animation to go away. Then you can access the, the rest. The best part to ever come from the R34 GTR is when they made the center console screen interface. Nissan didn't know how to make it. They didn't they didn't want to make it badly. So they brought in Sony who was developing obviously the Gran Turismo games and all that sort of stuff so that they could develop the screen because they didn't even want to risk people having confusion on how to use the right. system. And you see companies like Tesla or Mazda or Volkswagen, they have, like half of them don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just putting everything into a touchscreen and they're like, no, oh, they'll figure it out. You know what's crazy too about that? The CEO of Volkswagen made a statement about it. He was like, we fucked up. You're 100% <laughs> right. This is garbage. I can't believe we allowed this car to be made. We're sorry. Well, the good news and we're is we're going to work on you it. You can probably, yeah, they'll come up with a thing and you can download the update for your car to make the volume <laughs> animation faster. No, Volkswagen Battle Pass. Because this yeah. is what happened with my old Civic SI. Yeah, I remember you guys ran into that too. It, it was only touchscreen and there was no volume knob. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's just so fucking annoying because there's startup animation for the car. So anything you're trying to change, you have to wait for. Well, and then Civic recognize or Honda recognized that that was bad. The newer models come with physical buttons they went back that's yeah. right that's the, yeah that just doesn't make sense well, good news okay, is what do you that, guys think uh, we're totally not on like the last generation of gti or anything so yeah. uh, anyway. well manual gti okay so i got i got not, some not i got something to spit okay because i'm a little grumpy okay i don't like that my nissan is telling nissan what i'm doing it oh, makes me you get like a report card that right? is weird the amount of information that my car must be able to pull from me without me even really understanding has to be astronomical because not only does it have all of the navigation systems in the car right it's also connected to my phone yep. which is connected to apple carplay which i'm sure <laughs> apple is just funneling data to wherever the yeah, fuck they want to selling everything they possibly can plus whatever they get access to and they have access to my email which they're 100 percent selling sometimes <laughs> i just think to myself it's like i can only imagine how much like your worth in data form if it's capturing where you're going, when you're stopping, how many times yeah. you're visiting a place, how often do you drive the car, how many miles, this, that, and the other thing. It's like it knows how old I am because I got a loan on the car. It knows where I live. It knows everything about me. It's like it's uh, kind of creepy. And then tells gonna, you a report of like, hey, we know all this. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Hey, we're watching you. You're gonna like approach five thousand miles and then just start getting hit with like hella ads for like Castrol GTX like yeah. oil and like that's weird. 
all of a sudden the oil change light comes on. You're like, man, I should really buy a Castrol GTX. I've heard a lot about Dude, that. It, re- it just reminds me of when Apple got caught with their pants down because they were like purposely slowing down old iPhones oh, yeah, yeah. when they would release. Oh my god, they're gonna iPhone. purposely slow your car they're down. Purposely <laughs> gonna make your car feel like shit. Man, so you can get my a new car one. feels that's, a lot slower. That's lately. honestly fucking terrifying. Like detunes the car. Man, this thing's just running like shit. Lately. Yeah, what doesn't start fuck? up sometimes? What the hell? Well, like. Imagine, what would stop them from doing that? Imagine like you miss like a payment and all of a sudden you just can't start the car one day. You're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, like you check your phone. Oh shit, I didn't make my payment or something. It didn't come out. <laughs> like right. you just like bricked it. Anyway, what do you what do yeah, you got? What's yours, Gels? Uh, like I ripe, like with like trends and stuff. Oh man, I really don't I don't like all of like the assists that come on the like the lane assists and stuff like that. Like I'll be driving and sure, maybe I'll like kind of get close but also in the car is just like what we gotta get back like right now and yeah i don't know i i feel like i know it's safety and i know a lot of people out there just treat these things as a mode of transportation and they need that stuff and they want as little input as they can but <laughs> my god do i feel like it is making people forget how to fucking drive a vehicle i agree it is it, it's taking away the responsibility of driving however i do kind of like the lane assist. like when i have adaptive cruise control on and lane assist, yeah. i don't like you said i don't really have to all of a sudden getting the 99 wood cutting just, i'm hard. just not i get used what you're saying <laughs> i get what you're saying i'm just not used to it because you know all my cars are relatively older and uh don't have that stuff so when we go to places and we rent a car like i rented that like the new prius that was out there i feel like all i had to do was hit go and the fucker just went and i'm like that's the future baby neat but like fuck (laughs) i don't know it was just really weird i didn't like it all right so we're gonna go through a couple on the reddit thread this guy knows nothing said tiny engines that rely on a turbocharger to get out of the way number two everything is a touch screen there there, number three no more tall compact car. I'm a tall dude. I don't fit in any compact cars anymore. Really? And number four, the death of the affordable new car. Yeah, for real. That that, that is a real. Yeah, thing. that's a real one. I don't get the 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 tall though. I feel like cars have gotten, if anything, bigger. In the, I guess I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel I, like cars have definitely gotten bigger. I agree I, with that. There hasn't been a newer car that I've gotten in. I'm like, man, this is really like, yeah. Crap. Like, oh man, I'm like. I was always surprised by how spacious the Type R is. That yeah, FK8 yeah. that Arlen had. Yeah. When he got in it, I was like, well, even wow. like even the Super, yeah, when dude. it first came out, I remember we sat in a SEMA where we were pleasantly surprised. Because we didn't think we would room. fit. Yeah, because I, I was like, there's no way. Uh, but the bubble top helped. The Z the, is the very Z comfortable. Is I got headroom in there. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I think newer cars are good. But Throw me in a, like a Miata, though. It's a different story. Civil Neighborhood said, all these spying, these electronics allow the cars <laughs> to do. Yeah. Hey, um, there's another you. one from gluten right below it that says driver assist technology <laughs> i have yeah, no yeah. issue with the feature itself i have an issue with people acting as though it's a substitute for paying attention yep um also many performance evs are too fast and too heavy for the average driver to be able to ex- safely exploit their performance that's, that's true like it is crazy with like the teslas and and all the other evs out there because we know that they're known for their insane torque off the line yeah how the fuck are we going to be able to manage 
you know, my mom from not just slamming on the gas in her new EV and throwing it into like a fucking building. Dude, that's true. Like there should be a responsibility <laughs> that comes with some of those cars because yeah, they're they're absolutely insane. The power that's coming. You see, them. like just gutted Teslas just demolishing twin <laughs> well, yeah, turbo like quarter like miles, and you're throwing your entire family into that <laughs> that has no idea how. The and fuck they're trying they to do it. like a cheap pony trick and hey, watch how fast this thing yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Maggie's dad, I remember they went and like checked out some Teslas and they're like, yeah, those things got some get them. I'm like, that's terrifying. Put that down. Put, yeah. put that down. <laughs> you can't do that. It was so um, funny. Beneficial space says subscription shit. Gets to the point uh, where you yeah, buy a car outright, it never truly becomes yours. And the final one that I think is kind of interesting because I would I would agree with this is tech bloat. There's so much shit in cars that nobody needs or barely uses, but it's become an arms race at this point. It's <laughs> yeah, killed the cheap entry car do. because manufacturers are afraid nobody will buy their cars if they don't have all the tech in them. Yeah, the base model is no longer the base. The base. Yeah. Yeah, well. That's what we and got. That's for, based. That's based. We're as Z's the kids would say. Z's. Gen Zers. Well, we have a bunch of content coming out on Martini Works, so I hope you guys watch it. We had like everything we talked about today in the U.S. Air uh, trip. Yeah, be coming out in the next few weeks. Stay tuned because it's coming out shortly, so I hope you guys watch that. Uh, appreciate you guys joining the podcast. As always, sorry about the little delays we had when we uh, had the Gatlinburg curse, but we should be back on schedule If your now. name is Brandon S., Courtney S., Jalan L., Max S., or Brian V., thank you. For picking something up from oh, yeah. the Martini Works website. Oh, that also dope. goes out to Scott E, Seth F, Scott P, and Max S, and Caden J. We appreciate you so much. It means the world. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel. If you're looking for parts for your car, you can mod your car over at martiniworks.com. It would mean the absolute world. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Adios. Bye.